push button at the bottom. Push and hold. Carter. Carter. This is mic number two. We just testing one, two. Testing one, two, three. Okay. Just balancing them best you can.
Well, good morning, y'all. <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah. That was part of our previous discussion. Good morning. We are so glad that you are here to worship the Lord with us this morning. Will you do us the kindness, please? Stand with us as we begin. We are going to lift our voices to sing the hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy.
we come before you this morning. You are a holy God. Remind us of that this morning as we interact with your people and your word. Father, may we just hear your greatness in Psalm 8. Lord, O oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You who have displayed your splendor above the heavens from the mouths of infants and mourning babes, you have established strength because of your enemies to do away with the enemy and the revenged. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you are concerned about him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you crown him with glory and majesty. You have made him rule over the works of your hands and have put everything under his feet. Sheep, oxen, animals of the field, birds of the sky, fish of the sea, whatever passes through the paths of the sea. Lord, oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Amen. Please be seated.
Amen. That was so beautiful. Thank you, Kevin, and our choir and orchestra for leading us in the time of worship this morning. My name is Rachel Smith, and I'm the Discipleship and Social Media Ministry Coordinator here at Anastasia. And we're so excited to have you here worshiping with us both in person and online. Um, if you are new here or have a prayer request, you can text the word CONNECT to the number 904 441-6900. You can also text the word news to that very same number to see what's going on in the life of our church throughout the week and receive a digital bulletin. And uh, just a few announcements that I would like to highlight before we continue into this time of worship this morning. Vacation Bible School will be happening here at our island campus June 5th through the 9th from 8.30 a.m. to 12 p.m., and it is for children who have completed kindergarten through fifth grade. It's such a great time for those kids to learn more about the Lord and just grow in their relationship with God, and so we really encourage you, if you have a child who fits those ages, to sign them up, register them. They're not going to want to miss that week. We are also looking for volunteers who are 18 years old and older, so if that's something you're interested in helping with, you can head over to the table in the atrium or look at the insert that's in your bulletin to find out more information about that as well. And then next week, um, April 30th, we will be having a beach baptism at 1 p.m. So if you feel called to be baptized at that service, we highly recommend that you talk with the decisions counselor so we can get you set up and ready to go for that day. If you would like to just come and show support for your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, that's also encouraged. It's just a great time to celebrate those new believers and new members of our church. And um, behind me, we're going to play a video. How many of you saw the new construction that we had in the back, our new developments of our new building? Several of you? Okay, awesome. Well, we are building a new family worship building um, for our kids' ministry, and we can't thank you all enough for making that happen as a church and giving your time and energy and talents and resources and partnering with us to make things like that happen. Like I said, it's just going to be a great place for our students to learn more about God and to... Um, carry that with them throughout the rest of their lives and make the life-changing truth of Jesus Christ known far and wide throughout our community, but also the world. Um, if you feel called to give to that building fund, there are three ways to do it. You can take an envelope and place it in one of the drop-off boxes around campus. You can also text the word GIVE to the number 904-441-6900. It'll take you to a link, and on that link, you can select the 4G Giving Campaign option. You can also head over to our website under the Give tab and select that 4G Giving option there as well in order to help give to that beautiful new building for our students, youth, um, even our college and young adults We'll be using that as well. So I'd just like to pray over our tithes and offerings this morning. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this church, and I thank you for all the members who choose to partner with us, not only with their time and their energy and their talents, but also their resources, Lord. And I pray that we use those funds to build up the next generation of believers so that we can make your truth known far and wide, not only in the city of St. Augustine, but around the globe. It's in your mighty and holy and precious name that we pray. Amen. Thank you, church.
as we continue worshiping this morning. Let's read scripture together. Will you stand, please? The scripture is on the wall. It's from Hebrews 4, verses 14 through 16, beginning with the word therefore. Ready? Therefore, since we have a great high priest who was passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let's hold firmly to our confession that we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things, just as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let's approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace for help in the time of need. I love that phrase that says, that he was tempted in all things just like us. However, he was without sin. The song we're going to sing is called Behold Before the Throne of God. If you know it, please join with me in singing it. If you don't know it, this is your verse to learn it. Because the second verse, everybody's going to be in on it together. Sing it together. Before the throne of God I have a strong that line, you know the next line that's coming. That's great. When Satan tempts me, everybody together. When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within, upward I look and see him there who made an end to all my sin. Because the sin
What a friend we have in Jesus. Sing with me. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and Now, before you're seated, don't just turn around, go across the aisles, but welcome one another here, would you please? You can be seated when you've, after you've done. Finding myself at a loss for words and the funny thing is it's okay. The last thing I need is to be heard. 
Amen. Good morning, church. It is so good to be back in the house of the Lord. You know, six years ago, I went to Anastasia Church, Elkton, and some of you are in the exact same seats. (laughs) Have you ever left? No, it is so good to be here. It's so good to see so many uh, just wonderful faces. But then, you know what? It is great to see new faces, too. It is great to see some of us with less hair. But either way, thank you. Thank you for not only the privilege that it is to come and allow the word of God to speak, but also to be family. Family together, lifting up the Father God that lets his whole family come together in order to praise him. Amen? So does anyone have a Hall of Fame family? I mean, come on. Hall of Fame. We're talking the good stuff. We're talking the best of the best of the best. You know, I think there's some families that they're on their way to the Hall of Fame when it comes to sports, right? How many of you are, are Manning fans, right? You know, Archie Manning way back in the day. I know this is SEC. I'm an FSU guy, but, you know, it's all good. It's okay. You know, Peyton Manning, Hall of Fame guy, won some Super Bowls. Eli kicks in. Then that little guy in the middle is not little no more. He is now actually one of the, if not going to be, the starting quarterback for the Texas Longhorns, right? And so you're talking about generations upon generations of a Hall of Fame in the sports world, especially when it comes to football, and all 
quarterbacks, right? You know, there are other families that are on their way to the Hall of Fame in music. Some of you are going to get that, but some of you are like, they look familiar, but there's more hair on them. So that's the elder family. So that's David Elder and Marsha, and then Jamer and Brandon, and they all have less hair, except for Marsha. She looks beautiful. All right? Well, I don't know about yours, but my family looks more often than I would admit like we're being inducted into the Hall of Shame. I mean, can anybody relate to that? When it comes to your family, when it comes to, you know, that moment when you go for that glamour shot and it doesn't turn out so glamorous, right? Well, we're walking through a series called Building the Family. And this morning, I really want to challenge us. I'm challenging myself to look at one of the families in the Bible's hall of faith that I also have been looking at in a different perspective, a hall of family that as we look into Hebrews chapter 11, for many of us, when our family seems to be falling apart, you know what? God wants us to then understand that he can build support for the family. Amen. Let's stand in honor of God's word. We're going to read from Hebrews chapter 11, specifically verses 1 and 2, and then verse 6, and then verse 31. And so, I love this aspect of the hall of faith that he gives us and the families that he highlights and their faith, but it's really interesting, some of those that he brings out. Hebrews chapter one, verses one and two says this. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Anybody still hoping for your family? We're on the same boat then, yes. For convictions of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. Verse 6 says this, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Now, there are many examples in Hebrews chapter 11, but let's look at verse 31. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, build support for our family. We need it. Lord God, we've built some walls, Lord God, that we've trusted in in our past. Lord, some, some places that, Lord Jesus, when it comes to our family, that we've tried to sweep under the, under the rug or run from or avoided. But here in this place today, Lord, allow your word to transform us. Lord, Empty me that you would increase, that we would decrease, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be pleasing unto you. And all God's people said, amen. This is very interesting as you take a seat that when it comes to the battle of Jericho, Joshua in the battle of Jericho, 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 Joshua in the battle of Jericho, when the walls come tumbling down. This wonderful, amazing story in scripture and the person that they bring out as the faithful one is not Joshua. It's Rahab. Why? Why in this place 
are we going to look at the life of Rahab? It's because we first notice that we build support for the family by faith, what I'm going to call fam. You're going to have an F, you're going to have an A, and you're going to have an N when it comes to your fill in the blanks, okay? So you build support for the fam by faith by expunging the walls of your past. Joshua chapter 2, verse 1 says this, And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two men secretly from Shittim as spies, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. And they went and came into the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab and lodged there. I don't know about y'all, but when it comes to the family, when it comes to having support for the family, Rahab would probably be the last person that anybody would ever talk about to bring about this message. But I truly believe that we can relate to her if you really dive into it. Because Rahab, Rahab had some walls that she saw by sight from her past. First, she saw secrecy and never intimacy. We're talking about a woman who encountered husbands that cheated on their wives. You're talking about somebody that would have been pushed out as the outcast, as the sinner, but would encounter people that in secret would come up and nobody would ever connect in that place of real relationship, of real intimacy, of real family. Do you or one of your family members struggle with close relationships? Guess what? Rahab can relate. But not only that, Rahab's city was also physically protected. I mean, we're talking about government, we're talking about walls, we're talking about structure, we're talking about systems, we're talking about all these things that were in place. Matter of fact, Jericho was the most important city in the Jordan Valley and the strongest fortress in all the land of Canaan. But although being physically protected, it was spiritually dark. You see, it got its name from the worship of the moon god. And scholars, some believe that they would actually burn their children as an act of worship. Do you or one of your family members protect yourself with an emotional wall? Are there some things that you have where you feel protected by your past, your experience, your expertise, all those gifts, all those talents, your finances. Church, when it comes to who we are, some of us have a real struggle with actually letting God come in because we're so protected by the things of this world. Rahab can relate to that too. When it came to Rahab specifically, we find that she actually lived in the wall, which meant she was actually in the midst of poverty because the poor were the farthest outcast. The poor were placed on the most vulnerable places to attack. So here she was living in the wall. Matter of fact, it's a place of poverty because one of her walls was already built for her. It's easy for her then to close that off, have a family, to be in there, and they would then place all those other thans, people, in that place. Do you or one of your family members feel like an outcast? 
doing anything you can just to scrape by and feeling constantly under attack, Rahab can relate. You see, all these walls were in her past, but look what happens when she's presented with the possibility of the nation of Israel right at her doorstep. I mean, Joshua 2, starting in verse 8, says this, Before the men lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you the land. Whoa, wait wait a minute. You see that statement of faith right there? Hasn't happened yet. I know that the Lord has given you the land. She's already in the midst of faith. She's already showing us that there is support in the midst of faith in God. And that the fear of you has fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, Sihon and Og, who you devoted to destruction. And as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. Listen to this. For the Lord your God, he is the God in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. Put that in this context. For someone who's been taught that the moon in the heavens was a God, she believed and then confessed by faith in the Lord as the only God. Church, not only do we build support for the fam by faith, but we also build support for the fam by affection, experiencing blessing in your present. Look at this in Joshua 2, starting in verse 12. It says, now then, please swear to me, this is her speaking into the spies, please swear to me by the Lord that as I have dealt kindly with you, you also will deal kindly with my father's house and give me a sure sign that you will save alive my father and mother, my brothers and sisters. Wait, wait a minute. She has a family? This, this woman has a family? Wait a minute. She's a... How many of us in our families have that seemingly outcast, seemingly pushed away, seemingly unclean, but when everything goes sour, what does she think of? What does she support? What does she look out for? Her family. And all who belong to them and deliver our lives from death. And the men said to her, our life for yours, even to death. If you do not tell this business of ours that when the Lord gives us the land, we will deal kindly and faithfully with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window of her house was built into the city wall so that she lived in the wall. And she said to them, go into the hills or the pursuers will encounter you and hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Then afterwards, you may go your way. You see, she could have just had hospitality and brought them in kindly into her home. But she then brings protection upon them and says, they've gone off that way because I told them that you took off go into the woods, hang out for three days, and then you can go back in order to then come and take care of what God has called you to do. You see, there is kindness there, but Rahab not only shared the affection of loving kindness to the Israelite spies, but she was then given loving kindness 
by Joshua. Look at this in Joshua chapter six, starting in verse 15. It says, on the seventh day, they rose early on the dawn of the day and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city, and the city and all that is within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall live, because she hid the messengers whom we sent. Then moving into verse 22, but the two men who had spied out the land, Joshua said, Go into the prostitute's house and bring out from there the woman and all who belonged to her as you swore to her. So the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and mother and brothers and all who had belonged to her. And they brought all her relatives and put them outside the camp of Israel. Then it says this, but Rahab, the prostitute, and her father's household and all who belonged to her, Joshua saved alive. And she has lived in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Wow! That is so cool to see that not only in her past are those walls expunged, are they just taken away, but also in her present, in that kindness of hospitality, in that kindness of reaching out and believing by faith that God is coming, he is going to overcome, and he is going to even now, through Joshua, bring about not only an inheritance, but a heritage to go forward. There is promise in the Lord, and in that kindness, in that affection as we support our family, then God is glorified. So as we look through this, you see, I truly believe that this even speaks into us today. And specifically, as we walk through being his church, his church family here on the island, his church family on 16, his church family in Espanol, and his church family in Elkton. Because in Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 35, it says this. Now the full number of those who believed are of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of these things that belonged to him was his own. But they had everything in common. With great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. And there was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to each as any had need. Church, thank you. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for understanding that when there is need, that you then come alongside of and support, not only with some amazing future buildings that are sitting just on the outside of these walls, but more importantly, when it comes to our fullness of our community, because you see at Anastasia Church Elkton, that which you support, that which you pray for, that which you have for the last six years have allowed through the worst of things, not having a place to worship because everything was shut down, having to go into people's backyards, having to do a drive through service because the school wouldn't let us inside, having to give people their thermometer check as they walked in because that's just what we had to do to be in a school. But in that, we also understand that our community is 80% at or below the poverty level. Let that sink in. And as we all know, 
that financial protection, when that's removed, how that then domino effects into so many other aspects of your life. You see, in the last two months, we've had five funerals. Several of our families are actually dealing with some huge substance abuse, mental health issues, and even incarceration. But I love this. Because of the support of that which is Anastasia Church as a whole, as a family, we're preparing to love on an unchurched family from Southwoods Elementary School by doing a service project for their homestead. You see, this is a grandmother, and she lives in this dilapidated home, and her daughters, she has two of them, who also have grandchildren, live in literal sheds on each side of the house. And the only electricity they have is extension cords. Church, when it comes to who we are in Christ, when it comes to who we are in the family of God, we build support for the fan by faith. We build support for the fan by affection. But when we look at the life of Rahab, the last thing that we will highlight is that we can also build support for the family by modeling, expecting great things in our future. Because the story of Rahab, it doesn't end with Joshua giving her an inheritance in the land of Israel. It actually has so much more impact into the entire gospel narrative and even into our lives here today. You know you don't know where that is? It's in Matthew chapter 1. Starting in verse 1, it says this. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah, and his brothers, and the Judah the father of Perez, and Zerah by Tamar, and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Amminadab, and Amminadab the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by... Rahab, and Boaz, the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of David, the king. Do you get that, church? Rahab is in the direct family tree as Jesus Christ. Do you see that when it comes to our future, when it, do you see that when it comes to your family's future, do you see when it comes to your church family's future that God has given us faith, that he's given us affection, and he, now he wants us to have modeling that has an expectation that moves generation upon generation, upon hearts, upon lives, into eternity. And Rahab is in the middle of all of that. You see, our personal Savior comes from the lineage of this woman of the night. And no matter what our dark past is, we can look forward to the bright future in Jesus. Amen? Amen. Come on! <laughs> I mean, Rahab, a pagan prostitute, is the very first recorded Gentile convert saved by faith in God. And then is crucial in the generations of Israel as she eventually marries into the royal family of Judah through Salmon. You're never going to look at a piece of fish the same way after this. <laughs> Some of you won't get that. It's all right. <laughs> but did you also see in that passage the modeling, the mentoring, the discipling of the redemption story into her family? You see, Boaz, her son, 
is known by many as what? The kinsman redeemer of Ruth, Naomi. They would have had nothing because they lost their husband, their son, but Boaz restores their inheritance and heritage through marrying Ruth. You see, Rahab modeled loving kindness and what it meant to be redeemed to her son. Her son, Boaz, then extends that same, same heritage, same inheritance, same faith, same God into Ruth. And here we are today. You see, as we begin to close this morning, and I know some of you are shocked. You're like, wait a minute, it's only 1120 and Mason's saying, or he's closing out. <laughs> Miracles do happen. see, as we begin to close this morning, Jesus also modeled this same loving kindness and redemption so that we, his church, would do the same in supporting our blood family and our faith family. You see, at Anastasia Church Elkton, there's a lot of grandmothers that are loving on their grandkids because the middle generation is in jail is going through addiction, is struggling. One of those grandmothers has been investing in her granddaughter. And this young lady by the name of Heavenly has seizures that even this weekend put her at Wolfson. And she deals with voices that speak into her head that tell her she's worth nothing, that she needs to kill herself, that she needs to just give up. Every week when Heavenly is there at church, she comes up to me, she comes up to my wife, she comes up to several people in our church and she says, can we pray? Can we support one another? Can we be there for one another? And just two weeks ago, she gave me this poem. She didn't know I was going to be talking about loving kindness. She gave it to me anyways. And it says this. She's a freshman in high school. Kindness is contagious. And I try to be kind whenever I can. Not being mean is being kind. Doing things for others is also being kind. Nice nearly all the time is the idea. Every day I try to be kind. Things such as sending a smile or saying thank you are the roots. Kind thoughts are the flowers. Kind deeds are the fruits. Take care of your garden and keep out of the weeds. Fill it with sunshine, kind words, and kind deeds. You see, church, that's how we support the family. Have you surrendered your life to Jesus by faith, believing that he died on the Christ for you? I mean, maybe you are like Rahab, who struggled to allow anyone close because of her past. During this invitation today, in this song, there are decision counselors that would love to share with you how you can take the next steps towards, I mean, true, true intimacy with the God of the universe through his son, Jesus Christ. You see, because when it comes to who we are in Christ, when it comes to that which is his blessing, when it comes to 
the activity of faith and what it then produces and how we can support the family. Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, by the way, Rahab's one of them. Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Wow. That's who we have as our God. That's who loves us unconditionally. That's who is supporting this family. That who wants to support you and your family. And I know some of you, some of us have some Rahabs in our family that are one day gonna be ready to move from the darkness of the night to the brightness of the Son of God. Amen? Church, don't give up modeling your faith with those simple acts of loving kindness to your family. Truly believe by faith, giving those acts of loving kindness and then modeling it into that family member that most everybody has written off. But instead, because of the unconditional love of God, because of what he's done for us on the cross, because what I've done over and over and over and over again against my Savior, yet the unconditional, passionate love of Jesus still says, Mason, I love you. This morning, let's stand in that expectation that God is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us that he is here to allow us to say Jesus Christ is Lord and then support our family as we love one another as he's loved us. Amen? Let's stand. Let's sing together. Let's give him all the glory and the honor and whatever is going on in your life. Let's do it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. Lord God, in our hearts right now, Lord, there are some of us that, Lord, it's the darkness that we've been hiding behind. It's the walls of our past. And Lord, today we're asking that you would expunge, that you would tear away, that you would forgive, that you would pull away. And that we would trust you, Jesus. Lord, for others of us, Lord, we have some Rahabs in our family and Lord, we just need to see them with your eyes. We need to hear them with your ears. We need to treat them like the love of God has always treated us. So Lord, as we sing this song, as we devote our lives to you, Christ, for some of us, maybe for the first time, we surrender our lives to you. That there might be some moon gods that we've been idolizing. But today, we're gonna believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life that no man comes to the Father except through him. Lord, we love you. And all God's people said, amen. Let's sing together. Sing together. Just as.
so good to know that we can come before a holy God, confess our sin, and be made right, be made clean. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the message that we've had. And at the heart of all of that is, is because of you, we have freedom. Freedom from our sin. Freedom from the guilt and the shame that comes from our sin. And because of your mercy and grace, we can be counted as righteous when our faith and trust is in our Savior. Also from the book of Hebrews, now may the God of peace make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you.